You're absolutely cool for oh, me to start right. you. Okay, cool. I am so cool. I'm heaps <laughs> cool. Coolest dude you ever met. Keeping that in. <laughs> this is the final word. Adam Cohen's Jeff Lemon, our IPL correspondent. Glenn Maxwell's back with us. He was wearing the orange cap for a little while there on, on Sunday, uh, but now he's in Mumbai. Hi, Maxie. How was, how was travel day from Chennai to Mumbai? Yeah, our first travel day of the IPL. Um, obviously, on a, on a charter flight to sort of make sure that we're in and out nice and safe. Um, full face shields, masks, gloves, the whole shebang. And um, yeah, it was quite an interesting um, process. Uh, we had a couple of separate buses to get us to the airport. Um, had to wait around on the tarmac when it was like 45 degrees and that beaming sun straight off the off the tarmac was absolutely making you sweat bullets through our heavy travel shirt. So that was that was a nice start to the day. And then um, once we got to Mumbai, straight off the plane onto a bus and sort of got ushered out to um, the back of the airport where there was no one else, um, we were able to sort of go straight through onto our team bus and then straight to the hotel. So it was all all pretty seamless, but... It's obviously going to be a long process trying to get through. What have we got here? We've got about 40, 40 people here, including family. So there's there's obviously a lot of people have to go through. They're trying to do it individualised. There's not too many people in the one area. So um, quite a long process once you get to the airport um, and getting through. But all in all, it went pretty um, all pretty all went pretty safe. We've all come back negative tests from uh, yesterday, so all going well. You've done a lot of these COVID bubbles in the last 12 months and myriad COVID tests, but did it feel a bit different in terms of the anxiety levels knowing that you were in essentially public areas at a time when COVID's totally out of control in India? Yeah, I think especially for Mumbai, um, the amount of cases they've had here, um, that was probably a little bit nerve-wracking. Probably the first COVID test we've had in a while where we've sort of been a little bit anxious to get the results back, but to have the whole squad um, get get their results back negative is, is a huge win for the process we went through. What about the more general feel, given that like there's so much anxiety and, and, and so much grief and, and terrible things happening in India at the moment, and, and it increasingly feels strange that there's this sort of big, shiny cricket tournament going on at, at the same time as all of this sadness. Um, what, what's it like? Are you guys much aware of what's going on out, outside? Is it being talked about, or is it just sort of up to you individually to keep an eye on things online if you want to or, or disengage from it if you want to. What, what's that kind of balance like? Yeah, so it's probably completely up to the individual, but even we sort of um, get made aware of it at different little meetings and sort of um, even, even at training last night, I, I got asked to send a message to the public um, on behalf of the RCB um, franchise and uh, just to sort of hear the, the stern words in his voice, oh, we've got to put this message out to make sure everyone stays at home, stays safe, mm-hmm. sanitise their hands regularly. It's it, it's almost like they're, I suppose they're where Melbourne was at when we were sort of getting out of hand and got up to about 700 cases a day. Obviously, a little bit of a different level here. Yeah, I think they were up over 300,000, 200,000, whatever it was per day. And um, yeah, they're obviously in a pretty pretty bad spot at the moment and um, it got out of hand. They're in full lockdown here in Mumbai at the moment. Um, and, yeah, it's obviously an extremely hard time for anyone in India at the moment. He's hoping that that situation improves over the the, the coming couple of weeks. In, in terms of on-field stuff, it was so exciting watching uh, you uh, you do as you did on Sunday and, as I say, briefly have the orange cap. Um, you talked about risk-taking uh, as far as when you need to, last week when we spoke, need to 
make a decision in your innings as to when you're willing to take risks. It felt like the risk profile for you early on in your innings, you felt comfortable uh, going that way on Sunday. Uh, talk us through the process there. Yeah, I, I think it comes down to a lot of my preparation. I've, I've trained so specifically since I've been here um, and almost going into the, ga- into the games knowing exactly what I'm going to face. And um, the fact that I was able to get out there, I think my first ball was against Harbajan, who I, I played with in Mumbai 2013. There's already been a familiarity there. Um, I know he's worried about me and um, and playing against me. and um, So I was able to get off the mark straight away. And then Shakib Al-Hassan's bowling the next over and once again played against each other so many times. Mm. Um, had some really good battles together. Um, so, yeah, same thing, bit of familiarity. I knew I had to try and sort of put them on the back foot straight away. And um, we, we saw the way that Chennai wickets played. If you don't score runs at the front end, it's it's not going to be any easier at the back end. So it was about getting back into the game runs-wise and then hopefully being able to stay there a little bit longer. And, um, and, and it's no no secret that our team plan is to set a platform for AB to do what he does and, and hopefully he can come off. But um, it certainly came off in the big way last game. Now, questions about the orange cap. I have many. Uh, I want to understand how this works. Is every team just wandering around with 15 orange caps with them just in case someone needs one? Like, How, how do you get it? At, at the earliest possible opportunity. So, yeah, every every team has an orange and a purple cap, brand new before the game, ready to go. And obviously, uh, the previous... So, Harshal Patel's got the purple cap at the moment. He just carries it around. He's got lovely sweat stains all the way through it or like from wearing it all the time. Wears it at training. Wears it probably in, in the team room. Um, he absolutely <laughs> loves it. Um, but having, having that... Uh, I suppose in your locker is is something pretty cool, and I've already taken mine out of my cricket bag and, and thrown it away because I don't think I'll be getting back anytime soon. Shikhar one's on fire, and uh, the openers are probably going to cause hell for the rest of this tournament. So um, I think for me, it's just about uh, continuing to try to set AB up for the rest of the tournament and and hopefully contribute at different times. It might be that you wore orange cap for the, the shortest amount of time. Maybe there might have been in-game fluctuations, but the idea of like getting the yellow jersey in the Tour de France and not getting to wear it the next day, it was kind of the situation you're in. Well, there was, a, there was actually a game that we played a few years ago where someone overtook, they batted first and overtook, I think it was KL Raul, got the orange cap, and KL went out and batted and got past him in the first over the year. So it was, <laughs> I think that was the shortest ever time someone had had the orange cap. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a strange day. Three, three different guys at the orange cap in one day. So I know it's early in the tournament. It's still quite rare after everyone's played three <laughs> games. What are the politics of wearing it? Would it be considered bad form to call for it when you're batting against the spinners, for instance, and, and wear it out in the middle? Is, would that be frowned upon? So there was actually a time when I was batting and I overtook Nitish Rana and I called for my hat. And uh, one of the 12th men was about to run over and rip off Natisha's runner's hat and chuck it on me and just keep running back. So <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think that would have been that would have been a high quality humour that we would have we would have um, appreciated, but I'm not sure they would have been too happy with it. But um, yeah, I, I'm I'm not sure how it goes. I I had it br- I had it briefly in 2014, and I can't remember if I batted it. I think I always I always batted in the team hat and and tried not to I suppose parade it too much. Don't poke the bear. Don't poke the bear. Don't play. Don't play with the cricket gods. I think if you start to strut that around, <laughs> it, it just comes down on you too heavily, cricket. So I don't think it's worth it. 
And on the other side of the equation, I suppose a lot of people were piling into you uh, in October when you were playing in, in the IPL. And it's a very different experience now I expect on say social media for example you've been um, quite big on the challenges of, of maintaining a social media feed when things aren't going well but now kind of the man of the moment aren't you as far as the, the the trend of the month or trend of the week in IPL terms what is it like going from one extreme to the other I know it's been a number of months in between but knowing what it's like when it's not going well compared to now when everyone wants a piece of you including us yeah, it's certainly different um but Regardless, I, I've tried to, I suppose, keep it as level as possible and I try to keep my social media limited anyway. Every now and then I'll post some, some random things about the game or the team or whatever, but it's not something that I've, I've really jumped all over recently. It's, it's something I've tried to sort of steer clear of and maybe, maybe touch on a little bit of footy politics or whatever it is. But yeah. apart from that, it's, it's not really something that has really motivated me much. And I think that's probably helped me in a way to sort of, um, I suppose, keep my mind clear and, and not sort of get sucked into that too much and get brought down by the 2% that's negative out of you um, in amongst 98% people loving you and, and, and doting on you. But, um, yeah, I, I just don't think it's it's worth it to get brought down. If you, if I go out and score a duck, duck tonight and um, the, all the negative stuff comes back down, it's like... It's just not worth it. Hmm. Can we get a sense of what it's like where you are? Because, you know, obviously we've been speaking to you from hotels. You've got a hotel room. But what sort of access do you have? How much freedom do you have to, to wander around? Where can you go? What can you do while you're, you know, within this, this very biosecure environment? So we've got uh, three dedicated levels uh, that are completely all ours that's just um all the different different rooms so that's that's fine we've got a team room um right down the bottom level uh basement and we've got our own pool and gym area which is which is really handy the pool area actually is actually is a nice little area where a bit of grass so you actually started to work on my chipping a little bit since i've been here so <laughs> that's been nice unfortunately we're only here for a week so there's not much time to work on the on the short game but um it's just nice to sort of be able to walk around, have a bit of fresh air. Um, they've put a TV down uh, by the pool for us so we can go do our recovery, relax, have a couple of mocktails and, and, and chill out by the pool, which is which is a nice way to finish the evening. And um, Especially in Mumbai, you, you're down by the water, um, nice sea breeze at night. It's, it's, it's really spectacular. How does a day that you're playing... Uh, differ from a day when you're not because the games are so late at night I guess is what I'm saying is that it's not as though you based on what you're saying there it's not as though you're going out for lunch or something like that as you might if it were non-COVID times how do you prepare when you're very much inside an existing bubble where the days do roll one to the next yeah I suppose for a game day it generally looks like I'll go to the gym uh, in the morning uh, then have a pool session to sort of recover stretch do whatever I need to do um, generally followed by a nap or some lunch or just something to sort of get me get me through the day and make sure I'm um, revitalised come time for the team meetings. Uh, and we've got a strategic meeting with the leadership group uh, to sort of go through plans for the opposition and then straight into a team meeting, onto the bus and away we go. So the game day is extremely busy and it's, there's, there's always plenty happening, but I think it's good to stay busy on game day. Otherwise, you can start to let your mind wander and start to think of all the things that could possibly go wrong. Um, yeah, it can, and that 
if, if things aren't going quite right for you in an IPL, it can become a pretty dark place. Interesting that you'd have a gym session on the day of the game. I'm not, re- not sure I really thought of that before, but what sort of work would you do in the gym when you've got to, of course, be at peak condition in the evening? What are you putting your body through in the morning? So most of my stuff is generally stretching and light movement, but it's it's basically a third of my normal gym session. Um, the weights are lighter, the reps are down. It's just to make sure my body's, um, I suppose, up and going. And, and that's why I go to the pool straight afterwards. I do my stretching in there. Um, do a bit of swimming, just sort of flush out the system. And I just find that it really refreshes me for the game and um, it takes me less less time to warm up and I'm able to get going straight away. And I think especially for hot days over here, I think that's pretty key. The more you can actually do before you get to the ground, um, the less time you sort of have to worry about being in the sun and, and sweating it out and uh, I suppose losing that energy. And you've got your partner Vinny there with you as well which must make it a bit different to sometimes where you you know you're away on tours and just by yourself a, a lot of the time you know you've got some ability to switch your mind into thinking about different things yeah she actually said to me the other day i keep forgetting that you, you you're working while you're here because like i'll go <laughs> i'll leave the i'll leave the room for an hour and a half and go for a meeting and then uh, come back and i'll ask her to order me some ice up and i'll start icing my knee and um, and do all this. She goes, I just can't believe you're actually working at the moment. And I was like, Yeah, I'm always on call. Like, the coach will call me up, ask for a chat. The captain will call me up, ask for a chat. And you're always watching the games to try and do your homework on the conditions, other teams, and watching the way these um, these other teams are going about. And I suppose it's all part of the job. But I, I, there's been very few games that I've missed um, on TV because I've, I've always been keen, I suppose, on the result and been keen on. Um, I suppose, working out how to play in different conditions. And um, it's exciting, I suppose, to now get to Mumbai on a beautiful batting wicket. Uh, the ball's flying through. There's nice even bounce. So um, certainly our batting group is certainly looking forward to getting out there tonight. Does she get to come with you to the games? I've seen some uh, some of the IPL franchises have these extraordinary VIP boxes that don't seem overly COVID secure, shall we say. But nevertheless, <laughs> is there provision for uh, partners to come along? Yeah, so the families and the, and the um, I suppose, extras and owners, people behind the scenes are able to come and sit in a private area, which is which is nice. They've sort of taken care of um, taking care of the families there. But they have to leave at the same time as the playing group. Right. So they're there for a lot they're there for a long period of time. We've got the warm ups, post game. It's it's a long time to be away um, at the ground and um, especially for a day game, it was certainly absolutely boiling for them up in the um, out outdoor box um, seating area, so uh, try and probably avoid day games from now on. <laughs> but it must be nice to have you know someone there with you to to welcome you back at the end of the day and and, and say well done. Yeah, it's it's normally a wry grin, so not bad, not bad. So it's it's it's, it's she's uh, she's been very supportive, and yeah, I'm I'm very lucky to have her here. She's she's still able to work and and do her job while she's here, so she's keeping busy and. Um, and certainly uh, keeping me in check as well. Royals today, Rajasthan, uh, a team, I suppose, Josh Butler, Sanju Sampson, uh, guys you, you know and have played against and played with uh, over the years. But you're in a fantastic position, RCB, undefeated. Uh, you're leaving Chennai, the tougher of the two batting tracks, to one that should suit you better. You seem to have clicked with uh, Coley, then you, then AB in sequence. Uh, it must feel pretty good right now in terms of what might be achievable this season. Yeah, it feels like we've got... 
um, a really nice structure about our team at the moment. We're able to, I suppose, change the team at different stages for different conditions and, and depending on who we're playing against, we can adjust that to their lineup. And it's a nice position to be able to get games into different guys at different times and um, and have them come in st- straight away and make an impact. I look at um, Shabazz Ahmed, who took the three wickets in the one over um, against the Sunrisers and changed the game there. Like, um, he's able to play different roles for us. He's batted three, he's batted six, he's batted all over the place. But um, for guys to come in and play their role when they when they get the opportunity has been brilliant. And um, I think squad depth is what generally wins you these tournaments. You're going to go through stages where someone's out of form, someone's got to cover for them or there's an injury. And if you can have that squad depth quite consistent and, and up and going uh, throughout the tournament, it's going to take you a long way into this tournament. Uh, Claire Maxwell, uh, thank you. Uh, just before I, Jeff, are you cool? Yep. Yep, cool. <coughs> just make sure nothing. I was going to wrap it up, but I saw you put your hand up. I already told you I'm cool. No, I'm, 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 I'm I'll, I'll, I'll try that out show cool again. Uh, Claire Maxwell, uh, good luck tonight. We'll, of course, all be watching you from the Final Word community. Thanks for being our correspondent and giving us so much of your time and uh, let the good times roll. Cheers, guys. See you soon.